Pastor Chris's podcast. It is the tradition in the United States for the president to make an annual State of the Union address. And I also have uh, been doing that for several years now, making an annual State of the Communion address for our church. This is to sort of highlight some of the things that we enjoyed together in the previous year and looking forward to the coming year. So on this first Sunday of the new year, that is my plan to share uh, how we are moving into the new year. And also as part of this, we will pray for God's help as we commit ourselves to the work of God's kingdom in 2020. I want to read to you from uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8. Where Jesus speaking said, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds and everyone who knocks and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Here Jesus is, is sharing Uh, with his disciples and those who were listening to him, that you must seek after God's kingdom and God's will for your life with all your heart. So many times what I find, what what hurts my heart as a pastor is I see people who who are interested in God's will for their life and they're, they're interested in having a relationship with God, but it's not the top priority in their life. And Jesus is saying, you cannot approach the Lord God, creator of heaven and earth, your Lord and your Savior, with a casual attitude. You you can't come to him saying, Lord, I'm kind of interested in in what you want me to do with my life. Um, And and if you'll tell me, that's fine. But but I've got these other things that I want to do too. and, And I'll put you on the list. God is never happy with us just putting him on the list. God wants us to be his first priority. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness above all else. And all these other things will fall into place. You have to put him first in your life. And so often it saddens me to see what people typically do. is They put God second or third or fourth or fifth or tenth. Or 20th. He's in there. He's in the mix. He's important, but he's not the most important thing. And Jesus is saying, you have to come after it with your whole heart. You have to seek. Keep on asking. Keep on asking. And and you will get what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking at the door. Knocking at the door. and, and, And God will open the door to you. He will give you what he wants for you. But only if you are truly interested in it. He is not interested in giving things and showing things to people who are only halfway interested in it, right? He wants people who yearn for a relationship with him, who yearn to know his will and who yearn to uh, receive everything that God wants for them. And so that is my hope that as we go into uh, this new year and always really, that is the theme verse. If you go into my office and you look up on one of the shelves, there's a beautiful little painting that Kelly did and gave to me uh, one time with Matthew six thirty three. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and all of these other things. You know, the amazing thing is when you put God at the top of your list, 
the very first priority, all of the other things that are important to you fall into place. They go right where they're supposed to. And your life becomes filled with peace and joy and fulfillment in ways that you can't imagine. But if you put anything above God, then all of the other things on the list, they start to, to fall. They, you have problems with them. And uh, because they are, you're treating them as if they are God, which is idolatry. So as a church, as we head into 2020, my prayer is that we continually and always as individuals and as a church, put the Lord first, put his kingdom first, because then everything else will fall into place. And that's what we tried to do in 2019. And I want to celebrate some of the things that we enjoyed in 2019. In, in the year 2019, we received 17 new members of our church. And I, I, want to, uh, I don't want that to go by without pointing out that as I went back and looked at the records, that is the most new members we have received ever as far as I can find in the records. In one year, we've never received that many new people as members of the church. So I'm so thankful. And, and 17, even, you know, that doesn't even account people that joined in November and December of, of uh, 2018. So we have truly been blessed with many new faces here at the church. So many new faces that we're still uh, trying to remember faces, put faces with names and things of that nature. So very thankful for those new members being here. People who have come and decided that this one is the place where they felt God's spirit. And this was the place where they wanted to continue to call it home. And this our their family. Of the 17 new members, we also had seven professions of faith. Seven people who, who stood before this congregation and in the presence of God and said, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I promise to follow him as my Lord and to, to seek to do what he wants in my life. And so it was a wonderful, wonderful blessing to have Jordan Dyer, Benny Domino, Tanya Teasley, Matthew Head, Julina Teasley, Jesse Teasley, and Samuel Head make a, a public profession of faith to follow Jesus Christ. We also had 11 baptisms in our church last year. And in uh, some of those were done right here in the sanctuary, but we also had a special ceremony uh, at, at, at a creek over in uh, Murray County. And it was a wonderful thing to be out in the beautiful nature in the cold creek, but it was a wonderful thing to, to baptize uh, those people there, and then to enjoy swimming and having a fun time outdoors together. What a wonderful thing. Um, and I was looking at uh, records of our church, and I have been here at Pleasant Grove as pastor. I'm in my 10th year. And so looking back over all of the different people who have joined, I, I realized that we have had, since I came here, we have had 97 new people join this congregation as members. And that is awesome and exciting to me. And, and it also got me to thinking, so we're at 97. So who is going to be number 98 and number 99 and number 100? So it may be that number 98, 99, and 100 are sitting in the congregation right now. And you've been thinking about joining as a member of this church. Membership is, is very important, I believe. Um, because when you join as a member of a church... It's, it's like taking your relationship with the congregation and with God to another level. Um, 
You can, you can attend the church, and we're always glad to have people attend the church. But, you know, there's something special. Just like when you, when you get married, you, could, you can date somebody, and you can date them, and a lot of people do. They'll date and date and never get married. But there's something special about looking at your, the, the, you know, a man and a woman standing before God and saying to each other, I promise that I'm going to be there for you. You are my husband. You are my wife. And they stand before God, and they promise to be partners for life. But joining a church as a member is very similar to that. Because you can date the church for as long as you like, and, and people will love you and they'll treat you wonderfully. But when you join as a member, you are standing before God and the people of the congregation, you're saying, I truly love this church family and I am committed to you. And I want to make that promise in the name of God, in your presence, in the presence of God. That is what joining as a member is. And if you would like to, to consider joining as a church here, please uh, speak with me and let me know. And we will talk about that and we will set that up as a, as, a, as a time for you to make that commitment. And you could be the 98th or the 99th or the 100th member who has joined the church since I came here. Uh, we also have had 43 professions of faith. And 42 baptisms since I came in 2010. And that is uh, wonderful as well. And I praise God for it. 2019 was wonderful in seeing new people come to our church. But we also, it was a hard year because we had to say goodbye to others who have uh, gone on to be with the Lord in heaven. We had five members of our church who passed away last year and who we know are with God in heaven right now. Carla Motley, a beautiful, sweet, sweet lady of our church who meant so much to so many and um, uh, very shockingly uh, came down with pancreatic cancer this year and, and within just a short time uh, passed away and went on to be. And we are thankful that, that she is in heaven with the Lord. Uh, and we will see her again, but still, I know that we are hurting, still hurting uh, with her. We miss her, and she's not here with us. Also, John O'Brien passed away. Um, John O'Brien was a longtime member of Pleasant Grove United Methodist Church. John was known and loved by many in this church. He was married to Diane O'Brien, who loved and helped care for him when he was going through a, a great deal of sickness. John was a wonderful father to his daughters, Ivy and Ashley, who were also uh, members of this church. His family and, and our church mourn John's passing. And Rick Krause, who had just joined the church and not been with us long, but he was such a, 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 a servant of God, such an active part of our church. And in the short time that he was here, uh, many people learned to love him. And, um, and then died unexpectedly on Easter Sunday. So we, we were sad to say goodbye to him. Rachel Maynard was a member of our church for a long time. Rachel had uh, not been able to attend our church for many years because of her health that had declined. Um, yet when, she, when we had a fire in 2016 and it was in the newspaper, she, she was so disturbed that, that we had had that fire and she wanted to help. And she called up the church and said, I want to make a donation to help with the recovery efforts. And uh, she was a part of our congregation. And we were, uh, uh, we were pleased to, to know her and to love her. And um, she passed away this past year as well. Also, of course, Sarah Brooker. 
who died just a few months ago. And Sarah Brooker was one of the matriarchs of our church. She was one who had touched so many lives with the grace and her devotion to the Lord and her the way she loved people so so genuinely. It was so hard to see her to, to see her pass away. Uh, Sarah had had such a huge impact on not just our congregation, but people throughout our community, even throughout the state of Georgia. There were people in various different communities around who had known and been blessed by Sarah Brooker. And we are sad to see her go. But um, we're also pleased that. We have established the Sarah Brooker Memorial Children and Youth Fund so that even though Sarah is not with us here in person, she is still with us in spirit. And I know she is smiling from heaven as she sees uh, her desire to see children and youth grow up knowing Jesus Christ so that some of her the funds from her estate will be helping with that. And you can be helping with that, too. Um, last year, we also said goodbye to Ashton and Matt Webb, who um, Ashton had been children's minister here, but she um, uh, had done a wonderful job. But then her husband got a job in Huntsville, Alabama. And so they had to move out there in May and we were sad to see them go. But we were also very, very pleased to have uh, new uh, children's minister, Joanna Scruggs, joined us in June. And uh, she comes with her family, Kelly and Eden and Hank. And they've been part of our church for a long time, but now it's wonderful to have Joanna officially as our one of our as our children's minister. And she's done a wonderful job. She jumped right in in June, came in, at, uh, you know, at the last minute and said, oh, by the way, we've got VBS in July and you've got one month to get ready for it. But she jumped in right away, got things organized. I think it was the best organized vacation Bible school we've ever had that I can remember and we had about 40 kids coming out on a, on a nightly basis, and it was a wonderful thing. And she's already making plans for Vacation Bible School coming up this July, so be ready for that. She also helped organize and coordinate Trunk or Treat, where we had nearly 1,000 people come through. Uh, people that don't necessarily come to Sunday school or church services, but they live in our community, and it was a wonderful way for us to reach out and show our love to them and welcome them into our church and um, and just to let them know that, that we care about them and we love them. Uh, of course, we had a wonderful Christmas special with the kids just a, a month ago, less than a month ago, and she has done a, a an excellent job each week to plan and organize volunteers and lessons for our children on Wednesday nights. And if you have children or grandchildren, we invite you. If you've got neighbors who have children, invite them to come on Wednesday nights. We start back this Wednesday night. We have dinner at 6 o'clock. And then from 6.45 to 7.30, uh, we have uh, programs for children and for youth. So we've, we've had uh, plenty of wonderful activities for children and youth this year. Um, this last year, we had seven people who attended either the Walk to Emmaus or Chrysalis Spiritual Leadership Retreat. So we had Jordan Dyer, Matthew Head, Grace Mullis, Maddie Maddox, Ashley Arhart, and Amber Arhart uh, attended Chrysalis Spiritual Retreat, spent uh, 72 hours focusing on their spiritual life. We also had Mike Marlowe who attended the Walk to Emmaus, and we were glad that he took the time to really focus on his spiritual life. And we know that that is already, we're seeing how that is having an impact on his life. Would you like to attend? If you would like to attend Chrysalis or Emmaus, uh, please talk with me 
uh, and we will we will get you sponsored and allow you to attend. Now let's look ahead. What what do we have coming in the year 2020? I want to point out some of the highlights as we seek to make disciples of Jesus Christ and to let the kingdom of God be our primary concern. Um, we are going to have a financial peace uh, class starting on March the 11th. This is a course that is offered by Dave Ramsey. We had a course uh, seven or eight years ago by Dave Ramsey, and it was, a, it was a tremendous blessing to me and my family and I think to others as well. Here is a, it's a course where you take uh, nine or ten weeks and focus on how do you manage your money, how do you... Uh, you know, learn how to to do to budget your money and to make sure that you manage it well. Uh, it was helpful for me and my family, and I think it was to many others as well. And as the finance committee was meeting uh, this past year, we talked about how it may be helpful. We're, we're always so grateful that folks in this church uh, are generous and support the ministries of our church. But so we wanted to give back and, and offer you some principles that would help you to manage your money well so that we are all called to be stewards of the resources that God gives us. And this is training that will help you be the best steward you can be. And it will help also our church as we, we always try to use the resources that God gives us well. And this is just a reminder to us as a church how to do that the very best that we can. So that class will start on March the 11th. And also as part of, of that, we, we are going to be working to retire our building mortgage early. So I think we have about 16 years to pay on that mortgage if we're going at the current rate. However, we are going to be working to collect extra money to pay it off early. And you have already, we established a building mortgage retirement fund. Several of you have already contributed to that and we had $4,000 extra that has come in. So this month, we're going to make an extra payment on our mortgage of $4,000 toward the principal. And that means that we'll be able to retire that mortgage early, pay less in interest, and that money will be able to be used for ministry instead of just paying for bricks and paint and floors and ceilings. We'll be able to pay instead to use God's money to support more ministries with elderly and youth and children and and people throughout our community so that will be something that we are focusing on this year um, in march on the 21st day of march we are going to have our first ever that i'm aware of car show at pleasant grove and you say well what in the world does that have to do with the kingdom of god well just like trunk or treat brings in Many people from outside of our church to our church where we have a chance to visit with them and talk. We are going to have all kinds of neat, cool cars and motorcycles in the parking lot brought by people throughout our community. We're inviting people from the community to come and to enjoy them, to look at them and to talk with people as we visit with them. I think that the car show will be uh, will be an excellent opportunity because as you know, Trunk or Treat is a bit busy. Uh, there's a lot, there's thousand people here and, 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 the, um, and we have to get them all through in an hour and a half, I think. But the car show will have six hours to be here and to kind of mingle with people and visit with people. And it will be an excellent opportunity for us to, to establish some new relationships 
and just to, to get to know people a little bit. So I hope that you will uh, look forward to that and help us with that. Another thing that we need to do in this year is to pray for the United Methodist denomination. We have our general conference that we have every four years is scheduled for this May from the 5th to the 15th. And this may be the uh, most important, most uh, pivotal general conference we have ever had since the denomination formed in 1968. They will be looking at some issues that, that has divided our denomination over issues of home, uh, human sexuality and homosexuality and transgenderism. And um, there are different ideas about how we ought to proceed because we have seen that our nation is changing its opinions about these issues. And, and there are many within the denomination that feel that the the denomination should be more inclusive and should offer uh, uh, ordination to people who who are attracted to those of the same sex or who are in same-sex marriages. There are others, like myself, who believe that the Bible's teaching is, is very clear on how we, uh, we are to love everyone, but we do not condone things that are outside of God's will. So our denomination will be discussing that and making decisions about that on May the 5th through the 15th. And you may have heard or read news stories about that. And that is far too, uh, too deep to get into in a short message this morning. But if you have questions about it, or if you would like to talk about it, I invite you to send me a text message or uh, contact me on Facebook or email and let's set up an appointment to sit down together and have a discussion about it. And I would be glad to do that. But what we need to focus on and what I wanted to say to you today is that we need to be in prayer for our delegates who will be meeting from um, representing churches from all over the world coming together in Minneapolis, Minnesota on May the 5th through 15th. And I don't envy their job as they sit down together and seek to uh, determine a way forward for our church. So be in prayer for them. And um, I want you to know that uh, I will be praying and I hope you will be too. So as we go forward, we will be seeking to do God's will, to follow his will and to put his kingdom above all else. About Eight or nine years ago, our long-range planning team sat down together and we spent many months praying and studying together to determine what are the, the goals of our church. And through that process, we determined three main long-range overarching goals that have guided our church for the past decade. And so we always look at these three things as we look at what kind of activities do we participate in, how we do things. We are always looking at these three goals. Number one is give hope to the hopeless. So we are always looking to give hope to the hopeless. Number two, we are looking to build new relationships. And number three, we seek to help our community. So in all of the ministries that we do and all of the activities that we do, these are what we are trying to accomplish as we seek to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Give hope to the hopeless, build new relationships, and help our community. And these will continue to be our focus as we move into this new year.
as we evaluate all that we do, are we making disciples of Jesus Christ as we give hope to the hopeless, build new relationships, and help our community. I hope that you will be part of the great work that we do this year in 2020. And now, as part of that, I would invite you to turn in your bulletin on page 5, and we stand together and let us corporately together reaffirm our faith in Jesus Christ. Would you stand if you are able? And I will guide us through this. Reaffirmation of faith. Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power that God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life? That we may grow in our trust of God and be found faithful in our service to others. We will pray for each other that we may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. As members together in this congregation, we renew our covenant to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified.